0: It's often said that uh, we need to start from where we are. It's a common observation or encouragement in, in Buddhist practice. Start from where you are, not from where you think you should be or could be. But then the, there is the question, where are we? Where are we at this moment? What are we? I can say I, uh, I'm i in the temple at Amravati. I have a cold. I'm experiencing uh, phlegm in my throat, sneezing, coughing. I could say, that's where I'm starting from, on a physical level. Sitting here in the temple, Saturday morning, January the 4th. And on a worldly level, that's all true. That uh, is perfectly accurate and valid from a worldly perspective. But uh, as Lumpur would point out over and over again, if you start out with ignorance, you'll always end up with dukkha. If you start out with avicca, leads to dukkha, to dissatisfaction, alienation. But if we start out with avicca, with awareness, then the result is... Nibbana, peacefulness. So I can cons- consider well, what is the starting point? Where? Where are we starting from? Where are we? And using the the capacity of the mind to reflect, to explore, then it's seen that, uh, well, really. Where we start from is awareness. There's awareness of a, a a voice that is a bit thick and throaty. There's an awareness of a denseness in my nose or tickle in my throat. There's awareness of a, the feelings of the body. With its weight on the cushion. The sound of, of this voice. But that awareness of a tickly throat isn't tickly. It, awareness of, of a blocked nose isn't blocked. It's aware of a pattern of feeling. Body consciousness. Feeling consciousness. Potabha. The physical sensation. Tangible objects. Veda, a. Something being comfortable or uncomfortable. So the starting point, in essence, and in terms of practicing Dhamma in the most direct, complete way, is starting from this quality of knowing. Knowing the sound of this voice. Knowing the feelings in your body. The sensation of of weight upon the cushion or the chair, the stool, Feeling of a uh, cloth on your skin, feelings of warmth or coldness, aches, heat and tension in some parts of the body, numbness or no feeling at all, in other parts of the body, coolness, other places. And the mind is creating this field of perceptions. Seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking, remembering, imagining the different moods, memories, ideas, emotions that come into being. these are all patterns of perception, patterns of consciousness, eye consciousness, ear consciousness, nose, tongue, body, mind consciousness. They are known here right in this very mind, in this heart, in this moment. So when Numpur uses a term like beginning with vijja, beginning with awareness, awakenedness, then it's exactly this quality. Using the meditation, using the power of wise reflection, careful attention, to look at the habits of identification. We say, I've got a cold, I'm hot, I'm comfortable, I'm uncomfortable, I've got a bad knee, I'm glad I'm here, I'm regretting that I'm here. Gladness, sadness, happiness, regretting, all of these are patterns of consciousness. The habits of mind are to believe to take those to be absolute realities. This feeling of discomfort in my leg is real. This uh, memory passing through my mind is real. The words that I'm hearing, they are, are real. Solid, permanent, substantial. But if we really bring it close to home, we start from where we are, there's hearing, seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, feeling, arising, passing away. In the mornings we are often uh, reciting these essential teachings. The, The passage to arouse urgency and so on. Qualities of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. And then the reflection on the... The five khandhas, the body, rupa, material form, feelings, vedana, sanya, perceptions, sankhara, (coughs) mental formations, thoughts and emotions, ideas, intentions, plans, memories, loves and hates, fears and jealousies, delights and disasters. It's all under that big... Big bracket of uh, sankhara and vijnana, the discriminative consciousness itself, the ability of the mind to distinguish one thing from another. So, at the beginning of a retreat like this, uh, we have three months together. Then. Establishing this quality of, of view, I would say, of clarifying right view, right understanding. That what is being experienced here is seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking, arising, passing away. And we reflect upon these daily using these uh, tools for investigation of dukkha, anicca, anatta. Our feelings in a state of change, our thoughts in a state of change, our emotions in a state of change. Not do we like them or not like them, not are they unwholesome or wholesome? Are we perceiving those objects inside us or outside us? All of that is secondary. And the Buddha's encouragement is to develop this heart of clear awareness. This this way of vision this way of clear seeing rupang anatta the body is not self vedana anatta feelings are not self perceptions are not self and so on we see, we get so used to saying this is my body i've got a cold i've got a <laughs> A thick head, I've got a tickly throat. It's so ordinary, so normal for for the the mind to relate in this way, to speak in this way. Ordinary, matter of fact ways of relating. I appreciate people's sympathy. Oh, sorry, you've got a cold, Ajahn. Oh yeah, I think it's turned a corner. I think I'm drying out. We have these ordinary, everyday ways of speaking. But if we use the the Buddha's guidance, if we really apply the teaching, then we know that these are just figures of speech. These are just uh, conventional designations used in the world in order to communicate, but they're, they're not absolute truths. So to reflect, Rupang anattā, the body is not self. That which knows the body isn't a body. Vedana anattā, that which knows feeling isn't a feeling. Sanya anattā, that which knows perceptions, sounds, feelings, colors and forms, shapes, smells, tastes. That which knows them Is not tied to them, is not limited by them. That which knows perception isn't a perception. That which knows thoughts and emotions, that which knows the personality, my story, my gender, my age, my name, my nationality. That which knows nationality doesn't have a nationality. That which knows gender doesn't have a gender. That which knows age has no age. Now when we hear these words, something in the the heart might go, oh yeah, yes, absolutely, that's right. And then half a second later, oomph, it's my body, ow, it's my leg. (laughs) I'm hearing, I'm feeling, I've got to remember that. I've got to write that down. And then the self-view is made solid. Once again, the mind is born into an identity. A me who's got something, or got to do something, or got to get rid of something. Or to develop the quality of right view, and to establish the practice in a skillful way, then to really take this this, uh, understanding to heart. That which knows the person isn't a person. It's awake, it knows. It's this, this very quality right here. This knowing of the heart, it's this. But it's not female, it's not male, it's not old, not young, not healthy, not sick, not tall, not short. None of those worldly designations really apply in truth. The first few days of a retreat period, it's natural to have a whole crowd of different very worldly perceptions rattling around in our memories. Oh, the list of things to do and uh, all those uh, jobs that I I didn't quite get done and the messages I was supposed to pass on that I didn't get around to and all the uh, effort many of you made to travel to get here the effects of being with different people and uh, being uh, in the process of traveling one place to another, packing up your stuff, getting here, arriving, finding your way around. It's to be expected that a lot of worldly considerations and concerns, a lot of eye-making and mind-making is going to be caused, going to be conditioned by that. That's to be expected. So having just arrived, then the the echoes of the process of arrival are to be expected. I would encourage not making that into a problem or not thinking you've got to wipe that out, but just, well, of course, I just traveled across a continent to get here, or, or I've got 15 things left on my list of things to do. Of course, there's the effects of those. Perceptions. We don't have to fight them, don't have to buy into them, don't have to try to wipe them out. Just to know this is the the after effects, the echoes of wrapping up the many conditions in order to enter into a retreat period. It's normal, ordinary. It takes a few days for the whole system to adjust to physically, mentally etherically arrive, energetically to arrive. So, in that way, it's helpful to to use this kind of uh, view, to develop this right view. This is the feeling of still being rattled. This is the feeling of still having lots to do. This is the feeling of still being jet-lagged after all my travels. It's like this. And that which knows being rattled is not rattled. That which knows jet lag is not jet lagged. We can use this kind of consideration, this kind of reflection, moment by moment, through the, the course of the day, in formal meditation or informal meditation, just to cultivate that quality of, of clarity of view this year is 2020 supposed to be the the year of perfect vision 2020 vision is uh, uh, the kind of vision you don't need glasses for so uh, the um, the inner vision takes a bit more than than just having a convenient number uh, to name it by but if we can establish an understanding of what is the the right view the most skillful way to view this body this personality this life this living situation to start out with a a, a framework that's in tune with reality in tune with Dhamma. then as it's said if you if you are in tune at the beginning then you'll be in tune later on if you're off by a a, hair, a hair's breadth at the beginning, then you'll be out by a thousand miles at the end. It's like threading a nut onto a bolt. You know, if you carefully place the nut onto the onto the bolt and get it properly threaded, then you can spin it around and tighten the bolt up very neatly, effectively. If you get the the nut onto the bolt and it's not square, you get it cross-threaded and it won't tighten. Uh, when you, the way you want to it'll get stuck you won't be able to get it off in short dukkha. so establishing right view is a way of getting the uh, getting the the nut threaded neatly correctly onto the thread of the bolt then uh, the whole process can... Function smoothly, easily, and the efforts that are made in the practice will definitely lead towards peacefulness. You start out with with vicha, you end up with nibbāna.